We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, welcome in to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, this is the Mock Draft 2.0 here. Got my guy Alex back from Hail Mary Sports again. Alex, uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited. Excited to do this again. Yes. Yes, obviously we did the Mock Draft 1.0 pre-free agency, pre some trades the Colts have had. A lot, obviously, has happened since then. Most notably, obviously, Yannick Ngakwe trade, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan. And then most recently, Stefan Gilmore. Three big moves for the Colts this offseason. And like we said, you know, in the earlier mock draft, free agency was going to change a lot in terms yeah. of mock drafts. So, man, you know, the Colts within this Carson Wentz trade that they got, they acquired um, a, another pick this year, and they also got a better second round pick this year mm. as well. They swapped that with the Washington Commanders. So the Colts will not be picking in the first round still, obviously, but they will be having a little bit of a better pick in that second round. Mm-hmm. So I figured, man. Without further ado, we could just we could just start this first round here and just go from there. Uh, tell me what your thoughts are, though, man. As we're starting here on yeah. the Colt moves this offseason. So um, here, I'll start the draft right now. Yep. Anyways, let's just pray to God that nothing crazy happens. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, when you look at what they did, first off, I got scared the living daylights out of me when I saw Rocky Sin uh, end up being traded because we already lacked the legitimate corner depth anyways. But right. Stephon Gilmore can't complain in retrospect. And continuing to, oh, we got the rings. That's okay. <laughs> um, but to me, honestly, when you add in the factor that this is going to be amazing, it's going to be like the best thing ever, right? But yeah. when you add in that you now have a bona fide corner one you also have a bona fide pass rusher who is going to be an edge one who can train up those two rookies like that is going to be a world difference not in the short run but in the long and if you want to win the short run you're going to have to be able to work out with a number one corner and a number one edge rusher then bringing in matt ryan kind of helps that so i think i know exactly where we should be starting to focus this pick on i think that's a wide receiver position but you can correct me if you think otherwise no, I 100% agree. I, I think it's almost guaranteed, unless they trade out of this oh, pick, sure. that they got to go wide receiver because they literally have not addressed it at all. You know, I they know. lost 
Uh, presumably T.Y. Hilton, he hasn't been re-signed, although he could be re-signed. They lost Zach Pascal to the Eagles, mm-hmm. and they haven't done anything in free agency. Yep. You know, there still are potentially a few names, you know, Julio Jones, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham still mm-hmm. out there, but you know, those guys are going to cost a pretty penny, especially, you know, the latter do. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do think wide receiver, especially man, uh, with how the market has been reset at wide receiver contracts right now. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jacksonville, for that. Uh, I think it's honestly kind of wise that the Colts kind of waited it out at wide receiver because mm. the market right now is just insane when it comes to that that uh, yeah. that position, man. Yeah, totally agree. I will just bring in this one point. Yeah, left tackle. I still like again. You can push back on this. Still a vacancy, and Bernard Ryman probably should not be here. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think it's going to come down to wide receiver, left tackle, the best player available between those two positions. I think it's got to. Yeah. You know, and I love these like Christian Watson, George Pickens on the squad. I love them to death, but I'd feel a lot more comfortable personally with Alec Pierce or Wandale Robinson and Bernard Ryman than even best case scenario, Nicholas Petit Ferrer and sure. George Pickens. I'll just say that, sure. especially with Matt Ryan being older. So sure. you fine with me selecting Bernard Ryman here? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, left tackle, you have Matt Pryor, who you re-signed, but yep. he's played, I don't even know, I don't even know if he's had a start at left tackle in his yep. career. So it oh, could be good, could okay. not, but yeah, definitely adding competition. I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah. I think you go BPA here between those two positions and you just, uh, you keep rolling because, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, in wide receiver, this wide receiver class, from everything that I've heard, it's super deep. So oh, yeah. there's going to be some quality guys in round three and beyond, I think. So. Do you hear this every single time? It's like a, <laughs> it's a new trade. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. People really want to trade with us right now. I know. Is it a cult thing to continuously trade up? <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. I know. They've yeah. traded up for a couple guys, right? Yeah. They, Jonathan no. Taylor a couple years ago and yeah. Kari Willis a number of years ago. And yeah, do you see a scenario though? Let me ask you that. I know we already picked, but yeah. at that second round pick, do you see a scenario of them trading up or trading back? And which do you think is probably more likely there? More likely to trade up. Like when you have an old quarterback, it's pretty obvious that if you want to win now, you're going to have to make a move to win now. So I'd rather do that. Personally, I mean, I don't know if exactly Matt Ryan will get you over the hump in the AFC given the new quarterback talent that's there. But I mean, if you really want to give it its best shot, best thing you can do is sacrifice one of your picks that you've earned in that Carson Wentz trade. So yeah. now, now what position would you be comfortable? I mean, obviously quarterback, but is there another position you'd be comfortable if say a guy's sitting there in the you know late first round or something, you trade up and get him? I mean, if you want to get like a scheme fit, even like Trent McDuffie potentially falling um, maybe to like 32 or something like that, you can make a mm-hmm. trade up with the Lions instantly. Not that far of a trade back for the Lions. And then it honestly isn't a very expensive trade up. And he's a perfect scheme fit for you guys. Has some really damn good zone instincts. I think he'd be a pretty damn good fit. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so we're here in the third round pick. We've already addressed left tackle. Yes. Uh, who are some wide receivers potentially here on the board? So Jalen Tolbert is my number 46 guy on my board. I definitely okay. think that he could be a really nice complement to Michael Pittman. Again, Wandale Robinson is going to be more of your like, shifty guy that you can basically use in a nifty role. But I think Naheem Hines is good enough at that personally. And then my number five receiver overall in Alec Pierce is an absolute stud. So you, we got options here. But I will say this. I will say this. We have Trey McBride on the board. I know that we addressed tight end pretty much by re-signing Moali Cox. But that's a true tight end one there. Yeah. That's all I got to say. 
I mean, yeah, they lost Jack Doyle to retirement. So mm-hmm. I could see a scenario where, you know, people think wide receiver, they take tight end. I mean, they need just to, in my opinion, obviously I want wide receivers, mm-hmm. but you just need to get Matt Ryan weapons at this point and yep. also protection. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if there's a better player at tight end than wide receiver, I'm a hundred percent on board for that. Absolutely. Yeah. When's you know? our next pick, by the way? Is, we have a second, third round pick, if I'm not mistaken, correct? They did. They traded away from that one away. That was the original third round pick for Matt Ryan. Mm, so, oh, there we go. I was wondering. Yeah. So it's crazy to me, man, because yeah. like, and this is just like obviously the Colts. We can all admit Carson Wentz trade didn't pan out for them. Yeah. But I will say this: their recovery from that is incredible. Like, yeah, the fact that you were able to obviously get you know a better second round pick another third round pick and potentially another second round pick next year. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you don't have to touch his contract because Washington took the full contract. The full one. I mean, that's amazing to me. I don't know how they did that. Honestly, I don't either. Both it's sides. Amazing. I think one in their own right, because Washington was stuck between Kenny Pickett and that. So, yeah. I mean, again, both of them had their own merits there. I'll say this. I don't know. Like, I don't know the chances of Alec Pierce being there at the next spot but i do know that there's probably going to be a good enough tight end at the next spot even if it's jelani woods i mean okay. hell worst case scenario we can spend a late round flyer on jalen weidermeyer because of what he was two years ago so sure i think going wide receiver might be the best move here i like okay. alec pierce but i do think jalen tolbert might be the more attractive option given that he was somebody who really bailed out his own quarterback there at south alabama mm-hmm. but again it's really based on the simulator. It's kind of what we have the glory of doing here. You can choose whoever the hell you want. So, <laughs> well, like, I didn't know if you had a recommendation that you think would fit well with like Matt Ryan and, you know, kind of the receivers that he's used before the receivers yeah. he likes, you know, and the guys that, that seem to work well with their system. So mm. I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that. So again, you look at Matt Ryan, he like, obviously Julio Jones was pretty much his bread and butter for quite a while. And that's somebody who was large had some really damn good route running skills, was able to go up and high point the catch. To me, that, I mean, again, this is a very, very weak comparison, but Alec Pierce fits that mold a little bit better. Okay, let's do that then. Yeah, we'll, we'll fit that. We'll do that. We'll go back to the predictive board here and go Alec Pierce out of okay. Cincinnati. I uh, wanted to show off my board there because he is number 25 on my overall big board. That's how much okay, I wow. like him. Like, big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah, I knew Derek's a big fan of him too, so. Yeah. Like, yeah, I like him. Um, if that's a, I think that's pretty good value at the third round for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just dropped a seven round mock draft. By the way, that takes literally ten to fifteen hours to do. Ridiculous. Wow. So if you ever see a seven round mock draft, just know the amount of work that went into that. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, I have mass respect for for the, you guys who do all this draft stuff because that Thank you. I can't imagine the countless hours you spend on this. Like seriously, it it is a lot. I will admit, but <laughs> yeah. Since we're here, Jelani Woods is on the board, scored 10.0 on his RAS score, which is the best tight end raw athletic score of all time. Guy wow. is ridiculous as an athlete. I believe he was a 4'6", 140 at like 6'8", like 6'7". Like, guy's ridiculous. Definitely yeah. would be someone, if you want to potentially replace Jack Doyle, that's a place to go. Jalen Armour Davis is someone that you could be potentially grabbing as uh, like kind of an understudy to Stephon Gilmore. Kobe Bryant's mm-hmm. in there as well. Obviously won the best DB award incorrectly, but that's just me. <laughs> um, yeah. Those are pretty much the options in my mind though. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we haven't addressed tight end, so I think that could potentially be an option here on the board, especially yeah. talking about 
if he's still there, Jelani Woods, I think that's the option. I think so too. And okay. it just it feels like a Mo Alley Cox thing to do. I feel like it's that one of those dudes that isn't exactly extremely highly touted out of college, but he's gonna produce. Like yeah, I, I know Mo Alley Cox sure as hell wasn't a first round pick, but he's right. <laughs> balling the F out and he just got a nice contract to support that. So definitely like the upside from uh from our pick right there with Jelani Woods. Okay. And this is how I, I kind of thought it might play out, you know, is yeah. like You've addressed defense, honestly, outside of some depth things, which you could always address later in the draft or in free agency. Yep. I was hoping the thir- first three picks, the Colts would go all offense. And so far we have, you know, yep. that's that's the hope I have. And now I think maybe these later round picks, I honestly think maybe like a DB because Chris Ballard's actually mm-hmm. had some pretty good luck at finding DBs. You know, a couple of years oh, ago, yeah. he found Isaiah Rodgers in the sixth round mm-hmm. out of UMass. So um, he has this talent for drafting linebackers and DBs like really well later on in the draft. I don't know yeah. what it is, but he's done a really good job of doing that. You know, mm. he's, I mean, it's crazy to me, man, because like the guys that Ballard has drafted that have become impact players, I think none of them have been in the first round. Like I know Rocky yeah. Sin was probably the closest in early second round pick, but you know, you talk about Kenny Moore, undrafted free agent. You talk yep. about Isaiah Rogers, sixth round pick, Corey mm-hmm. Willis, fourth round pick, Julian Blackman, third round pick. Um, and even guys like, you know, Bobby O'Karake was a third round pick. Yep. Gary Slender was the second round pick. So he could find guys in those mid to late rounds for sure. I mean, that, I think Absolutely. that's been, you know, give Ballard all the flack he, you know, you want at times, you know, he deserves some of it, but I will say one thing that he does very well is he, for whatever reason, can find linebackers and DBs extremely well. Yeah. I definitely, it's definitely the lifeblood of the Colts is sniping those dudes out of the first round. Yeah. But absolutely. All right. What are we got here? So with this pick, um, I don't really like much of the value that's on the board. Jalen Watson's interesting because I think he's been on like seven top 30 visits. Guy is actually like a freaky, like 6'2 to 6'4, depending on whichever measurement you look at. And he's a really good press corner. Don't exactly think that's the best move for a team that, I mean, again, say, uh, prove me wrong otherwise, I think that you still could upgrade as maybe a third corner in rotation there, especially considering injuries. So yep. someone like Tariq Castro-Fields is someone who I really like. He's been a big, he's been a great talent at Penn State for a while, but he yep. had, I believe, a freak ACL injury that pushed him back in 2020. But he came okay. back this year and performed at quite a high level. Okay. Would you say he's a guy, because this is what, this is kind of the tendency Ballard likes to go in these mm-hmm. later rounds, mid to later rounds, is a guy with like some blue chip talent in some area. Like Isaiah Rogers, it was speed. Yeah. Um, with EJ Speed, it was a little bit of everything. You know, he had some speed, he had some length, he has a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, would you say that this this player you just mentioned, would you say he has anything that's like elite, like an elite trade or something? I'm checking out his RAS score, like what his, um, what his testing numbers are exactly right now. But mm-hmm. nothing pops off to me as like something very unique. So Jalen Watson would fit that bill a little bit more. Somebody's a bit more okay. of a freaky athlete at his size. So yeah, it, that's definitely something that he's more interested in. Then okay. that probably be a little bit better overall. So yeah. yeah, I'm just checking out his draft profile right now to see what his testing numbers are. But honestly, so yeah, he. A tree Castro Fields was 6'1", 200 pounds, had almost 31-inch arms. He ran a 4'3'8", but that's the only thing he tested. So I guess he – I mean, he was, he's faster tested than I actually saw. But Yeah, gotcha. I mean, okay. that, I guess, fits the bill. 
so to speak. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jalen Watson is a freak in his own right. Really, you can't go wrong at this pick. I will just say this. If you want to play against the board, go go another position and draft Tariq later. But okay. kind of play with fire there. What other positions have maybe some good value here? Because I could see them doing this, honestly. Yeah, so obviously interior defensive line, there's a couple dudes in here. Haskell Garrett, Thomas Booker. Those are yeah. good guys. I don't think that's exactly a position to target. I could honestly see them going for another defensive lineman. Like really? Because they lost Kamoko Ture. Yeah. Uh, you know, they lost Al Kadi Muhammad. Like none of those guys were necessarily like major, major losses. Like they're not mm-hmm. starters for you, but yeah. you know, they could use probably another guy off the edge because they brought back Taekwon Lewis. They have Yannick Ngakwe. They have Quiddy Pay. They have Dioa Dangbo. Mm-hmm. But they also lost Taylor Stallworth, who was your backup one tech. He signed yeah. with Kansas City. So you don't really have right now necessarily that backup guy um, to kind of help that out. And, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really know where all these guys are going to fit in. So I, I could see them taking, you know, a flyer on maybe a later round guy here just to try to add a little bit more competition. Because even yeah. after the Yannick Ngakwe trade, they were actually rumored to be in on a couple guys like Melvin Ingram, for example, and, mm. and some other guys like that. So I don't know how true that is, but I could, I mean, Chris Ballard, I'll say this. One thing I know about Chris Ballard mm-hmm. is he, feels like you can never have enough offensive and defensive linemen. And also speaking sure. of that, I could see them going after um, some interior offensive linemen as well because their depth right now isn't great there. Well, if that's the case, I'd feel a lot more comfortable going after Thire Munford here, who's also played left tackle in case okay. of injury as well. He was actually able to play at a very high level, but just maybe wasn't the athlete required to be able mm-hmm. to play at a left tackle spot at a high level. Okay. To me, I think Thire Munford is probably your best value here. Because, again, if you want somebody to be your backup one tech, you got Neil Farrell Jr. as well as Marquand McCall, who's almost 400 pounds, just sitting yeah. here for you to take later on. Like, that's yeah. that's easy. That's fine. Um, even guys who are freak athletes like uh, Michael Clemens, Asezi Otamiwo, like these guys, I mean, Asezi's 280 pounds as an edge rusher. Like, that's mm. just the freak tweener. And um, even Alex Wright has his own his own merits to him. But... I think the best value, hands down, is definitely going to be Sire Mumford here. All right, let's do it. Is he an offensive lineman there? Yes, interior offensive yeah. lineman out of, Penn, out of Ohio State. He was able to kick in from left tackle last year, where he still played okay. at above 90 PFF grade. So, Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good pick then. Oh, yeah. He's a seasoned veteran. I love him. Like He's a great value for the team. And even at this spot, this is where you can pick up a backup defensive back where we played against the board if you're fine with going. Tariq Castro Fields here. Yeah, I like it. Let's do it. Yes, we hit two for one right there. Boom. Matt Ariza is still on the board. (laughs) How badly we need punter. (laughs) I don't think they do. They got a they got a guy. I like Rigo. He's good. I know. I was joking. It's just I mean, (laughs) Matt Ariza is just funny seeing him on the board because this is the only punter ever listed on TDM. Let's let's bring him in and have him uh, go against Hot Rod for the kicking position. Why not? Might as well, right? right? Ooh, this is interesting. Okay, if you were willing to go after another defensive back, Kalen Barnes ran a four-two-three. Okay, like I would definitely be putting him still in the equation. If I mean, I'm going to speak my mind here. I think that going after a wide receiver as well wouldn't be a bad choice. Getting another wide receiver. I agree. I think they they will double dip at some point. Yeah, in this draft because yeah, they don't really have like. A ton of guys with like they, they like a lot of their young guys, but those guys are you know later round picks, and you don't you never know how those are going to pan out. So yep, yeah, I would not mind at all with how deep this class is to go wide receiver again. 
I think Kevin Austin, he's 6'2", 200 pounds, and he was like pretty much rivaling Calvin Austin at the combine for having the best agility uh, agility drills. He can run mm. a 4'4". Four, four. The guy's actually pretty damn good overall. I think he's amazing value, especially in the six. I have him actually. Let me see where I have him on my big board. Um, I have him at 153. So, okay. I mean, for the value, it's absolutely ridiculous. To me, if you yeah. want to double dip, this is the time to do it. Let's do it. Let's like do it. it. Kevin Austin. I do love that pick. Big fan of him. It sucks not getting Kalen Barnes because, again, you can get potentially freaky dude to just sit for a year underneath Stephon Gilmore. But, yeah. I mean, we still got a really damn good athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, I mean, Gilmore has had some injuries recently. So, mm-hmm. you maybe need some more insurance there. I mean, they have three other guys behind Gilmore, but, oh, yeah. you know, you never know when one of those guys is going to need to you know, be called upon, and all of a sudden they're very important for you. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. I'm surprised. So just behind the curtain, um, TDN literally as of like a day ago, just probably updated their predictive board. So for me, this is all new. But again, if you're still looking to double dip, Mikhail Wright, I have, I think is a top like 150 player. Yeah, um, I have him as 106. So you can also see all my rankings right there. I have some dudes pretty high. But I mean, if you want to double dip, this guy, the only problem with him is his weight. He is about like 175. But, I mean, he reminded me a lot of Tyson Campbell. When you watch him get beat, it's not like he's out of position. He just, like, with the right training in the right positioning, he can make plays. He could become a lot better as a DB just by having the little things fixed rather than the big issues. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody better to do it than Ron Milos, the new DB's coach. I mean, this mm. dude's been in the league 20-plus years. So, yeah. yeah. You find yeah. him sending it in? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. This is actually a sick draft. Not gonna lie, I really yeah, do. I'm really like, digging it. Yeah, I was like, damn. Okay, well, <laughs> this, <laughs> so how this many more picks do we have here? It's it's hard for me to see where I'm at here. Oh, we are we are done. Um, We're done. Okay. Yeah. So we got Perfect. Bernard Ryman, Pierce, Woods, Munford, Fields, Austin, and Wright. So honestly, all these guys could actually be playing starting reps, which is a little bit creepy given the fact that that was a pick two sixteen and two forty on a championship level roster. Wow. So <laughs> that's this is a pretty home run hit. Yeah. Well, good. What what grade would you give this mock draft 2.0 here? Honestly, I'd be giving it an A. I mean, okay. it would have been nice to be able to have a true tight end one. Jelani Woods is a little bit of a risk, especially for a win now team. But yeah. you get insurance on the offensive line. Can never get enough of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Alec Pierce is an outstanding wide receiver too. Because I think, honestly, Pittman can develop into a true one. And then Ryman, I mean, hell, I never expect him to be there at 42, and he is. So, I mean, you got probably the second most valuable position on the field, let yeah. alone the offense and the left tackle. Yeah, That's a pretty – like, you can't you can't go wrong after getting your franchise left tackle right there. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it was close. I feel like if Quiddy Pay wasn't there last year, the Colts might have taken – you know, gotten their their franchise left tackle last year in Christian Darisol. So, yep. I feel like they're in the market for it, you know, and obviously they brought back Matt Pryor, but, I mean – the guy's on a one-year deal, right? Yep. So for a reason, he, they didn't bring him back on a multi-year deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't know what their left tackle holds, and I think they got to, you know, even though they've they've told him he's going to get the first crack at left tackle, that doesn't mean you don't go address it, right? You got yeah. to, you got to figure it out. Yeah, you got to yeah. protect Matt Ryan well, and uh, you know, and and that's honestly the position right now that has the most question marks for the second straight off season. So, yeah, I think left yeah. tackle certainly has to be uh, one of the top priorities, and it's kind of just been swept under the rug a little bit so mm-hmm. if a guy like hit like ryman's there absolutely i'll take him 
Yeah, no, big fan of it. Even the even the later round pick, obviously, Kevin Austin is going to be a great situational guy. Fields mm-hmm. and Wright have a chance to be able to truly develop under Stephon Gilmore, and I think both of them could legitimately start if given, like, if they had to be forced into action. So, yeah, overall, I think that's a. I mean, I'm actually pretty impressed with how the board fell. Yeah, it, it worked really well in our favor, I can tell for sure. Yeah. Um, but awesome, guys. Well, let us know what your thoughts are on our Mock Draft 2.0. Obviously, check out Alex over there at Hail Mary Sports. Alex, I know you had a goal for draft time, certain amount of subscribers. I think you've smashed that since then. Yes. Uh, where, how, how many subscribers do you have now, out of curiosity? So I have just under 4750 which my goal is 4000 by draft day. So we exactly. have blown that out of the water. Yeah, we were at 4742 right at the moment. So inch and close. 4750 is going to be the big goal, which I think is accomplishable in a couple weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys haven't subscribed to Alex and Hail Mary Sports and all that stuff, go do that. We'd love for you to get to 5000 man, before draft oh, day. That'd be amazing. So, <laughs> I love that, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, I uh, appreciate you coming on, man. It's always fun, always a good time to be able to just talk some drafts, talk some Colts, and crazy. We're less than two weeks out now from the NFL draft. This Thursday, it'll be officially a week away from round number one. You know, I don't know if the Colts are going to pick. I don't think they will, but you never know. Never say never. Yep. But uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Let me know. Let Alex know what your thoughts are, guys, on our Mock Draft 2.0. That'll do it for this one, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.